It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli. I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Tuesdays at wagertalk.com and sportsmemo.com where you can get the hottest handicappers best bet or daily package for only two dollars. Welcome into the NBA Tip-Off show here at Wager Talk TV. I'm Megan Payton, joined with an amazing cast of characters. The panel today, Ski Prophet, Rob Vino, Tony Finn, here to break down the NBA slate here on Wednesday, or Tuesday, for matter of fact. Uh, before we get into our contrarian play of the game, let's go around the horn and see what bets we've got going on over at wagertalk.com. Ski Prophet, how are you doing today? What do you have up on Wager Talk? I'm doing all right. Yesterday, I went two and three, which is not really good. My best bet did win, um, but the player props weren't so great. So today, I've made a couple wagers, I think three so far. I have a 5% up and available at wagertalk.com. Hope to get another top play winner, and I'll share a couple props on the show today. Absolutely. Rob Vino, how are you doing? What do you have going on? I am good today, Megan. Um, over at wagertalk.com, we have a couple of NBA plays up and available one is a best bet also up and available right now um actually been up for a couple of days now best bet for the super bowl but the five percent blue chip going to be up and loaded here at widgetalk.com the analysis is finished so we'll have super bowl nba and part of a package deal which i have to go over the exact details here with college basketball with marco um Marco and I, I guess, ranked one, two in college hoops so far this year at Wager Talk. So they put us together in a package deal. Um, so college hoop will come attached with that. You can find it all once again at wagertalk.com. Big stuff here this week between Super Bowl, college basketball, NBA. It never stops. Tony Finn, what do you have to promote? For yes. Us? I have a two game, one prop, three play NBA all access package up only at Wager Talk right now. And I will have uh, uh, some point in time, check my check my homepage there. I'm going to do a, like Rob just talked about a package deal with him and Marco in college basketball. I'm up about 60 units over the last 30 days, college basketball. So uh, I'm going to run a little special that would uh, essentially just, I'll give the farm away almost. Uh, 
through March Madness, through the final Monday or the first Monday of April, right? Uh, uh, that would be uh, nice to see some uh, some of our hometown teams that are alma maters if anyone graduated. I yet to graduate college, but I'm getting there someday. Awesome stuff, Tony. Hey, don't forget, we do have the Super Bowl All Access Pass up at wagertalk.com. All the handicappers will have something for that big game on Sunday. But this is the NBA show, so let's talk NBA. A huge week in the association. Kyrie Irving is now part of the Dallas Mavericks. The trade deadline is Thursday, February 9th. So expect things to start getting heated over the next couple days. And LeBron James potentially going to make history tonight, at least this week. We expect some big news there for LeBron James. Let's look at our contrarian play of the day. We've got the contrarian gods looking at Minnesota plus nine. Timberwolves take on the Nuggets tonight. Tip off at 9 p.m. Eastern. Nuggets nine and nine point favorites. The total at 233 and a half. Rob, I'm going to come to you first. They've played four times this season. The Timberwolves beat the Nuggets on Sunday, but uh, Murray Jokic were resting. I kind of look at this as a revenge game, even though the Nuggets are the better team here. Are you rolling with the contrarian gods at Minnesota plus nine? Well, we always have to preface this segment, Megan, by saying that I have opposed the contrarian gods on a regular basis for about three years now. <laughs> Doesn't normally go well, but the last couple of times I've been on, I've been in agreement with them, and that has gone well. I might be in agreement here. Now, Denver brings back a lot of the starters for this evening. I think the only one questionable that didn't play the other night is Jamal Murray. We'll see if he goes or not. But if you back it up a couple more, Megan, like you say, they played four times this year, three straight covers by Minnesota. They seem to match up fairly well. And I find it hard to go against Minnesota at this point in time, taking this many points, even though it's on the road. They've played a lot better defensively. Um, they've played more cohesive as a unit. Recent numbers show that they're 5-2 and two against the spread last seven games. Um they do match up pretty well. Now, they've got a couple of question marks, too. We don't know. Rudy Gobert seems to show up on this injury list every single day as questionable with this groin injury. And then he plays. But then there's the, you know, stray night where he doesn't. So it's hard to get involved um, with any real conviction unless you know he's going to play. But I do think I would prefer Minnesota in this game, plus the nine points. Just the way they're playing right now, extremely well. The way they've matched up with Denver over the course of the season very well. Um, I think plus nine is probably the way I would go, so I'll agree with the contrarians today. An interesting changeup for Rob Vino, who tends to go against the gods. Mm. Rivers and Anthony Towns <laughs> out. Um, Anderson, Gobert, McLaughlin, game time decision. I think injury has a big um, impact on this game, but it looks like uh, the gods still think Minnesota, or the gods don't think Minnesota can do, get it done. That's why they think Jokic is going to play. Uh, Tony Finn. Timberwolves still yeah. struggling on the road despite the boost that they've gotten the last couple of weeks. They're 9-15 and 15 straight up going against a Denver team that's fantastic at home. How do you approach this one? Well, it's, it's when it comes to Minnesota and Denver, for the most part, it's always it, it's wise to be careful about uh, of pre-flops with them, especially early maybe overnights or early in the morning, you need to see who's playing and who's not. I mean, they, these two teams have been difficult for me to put my arms around and uh, have a feeling that, such as Rob mentioned, Rudy Gobert's been on the entry list. Since he's returned, he has still remained on the entry list, but he seems to play every time. But if you, as soon as you believe that's going to be the constant, 
it will, you know, it'll bite you in the rear, uh, as it has me over 25 or 30 years, many, many times. That said, uh, you know, these two teams met where they met on Monday or whatever it was they met, right? Uh, and Denver, yes. the, the line, everything was similar. You know, the injury report, similar. There was question marks, similar. And even though Minnesota seemed to be at full strength, at least close to full strength, uh, uh, what was the final score in that game? I, and I, I apologize. I think it was, I think that Minnesota, uh, I think that Denver yeah. won handily, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah, they, they ended up uh, being, not, nine, they only put up 98 points, I believe. Uh, I've got, yeah, 98 correct, to 128 correct. on Sunday. So, absolutely. Yeah. Right. So, here's the deal. They, you know, the injuries aside, in this one, the line's very similar. That game closed, I think, minus eight and a half or minus nine. For Denver, it went handily. Tonight, the number is very similar. Now, if Minnesota is without Gobert, if they're at without some of the other important pieces to their su- puzzle of success, then you can assume that this line is going to climb, especially if Denver's all the probables they have are going to play, including obviously Murray and the Joker. Uh, lots of question marks here. I agree with Rob. Normally, I would be all over, all over Minnesota in the points here. Too many question marks at this point in time, but for the show's sake, uh, I certainly, I'm certainly not going to lay, uh, you know, double digits with with Denver, not knowing exactly. I, I would have to have Murray and Jokic in the lineup. So at this point, give me the dog, road dog in Denver. Give me the contrarian god pick uh, on on the Minnesota Timberwolves. Thanks. We're rolling with the gods today. I like it. Ski, yeah. let's see if you agree with the contrarian gods. The Timberwolves' first road game after playing six at home. It could take them a sec to get things going. Are you going to roll with Minnesota here? Well, I agree with the last thing that Tony Finn said, and I don't agree with, you know, majority <laughs> of what he usually says. <laughs> but um, I can't lay this many points just seeing all the questionables on Denver's side. Like, I need to know that everybody's in the lineup. I get that they've been, you know, dominant at home. They've only lost four games. They cover, uh, I think they, they're 18 and 10 or something like that against the spread. And I think they win by like 11 points per game. So the spread makes sense, but it's just, it makes me uncomfortable. This Minnesota team is playing really good defense right now. And anytime you're doing that, um, you can keep the game close and, you know, potentially win. So I will lean towards Minnesota plus the points as of now. And I will look towards a couple of props in this game. Uh, if I'm going to go on the Nuggets side, you know, D'Angelo Russell, he's not playing a whole hell of a lot of defense over there. Murray, he's been scoring the ball pretty well lately. He went over his 24 and a half points, five of his last six games. So if anybody, I'd probably pick him on the Nuggets side. And then for the T-Wolves, I do like D'Lo to score. Um, his point prop earlier this morning, I haven't checked since then, it was 18 and a half. I know he's cleared that six of his last eight games. He's also hit three plus three, seven of his last eight. Um, so I was looking at him or Anthony Edwards over his four and a half assists. He's cleared that seven of his last eight games. So one one of those ways, as far as the prop market, would be the way I choose or Minnesota plus the nine. Timberwolves now with a winning record, eighth in the West, taking on the Nuggets, who are first in the West. Tip off at 9 p.m. Eastern. That's our contrarian play of the day. Let's switch over to our featured game in the NBA. We're looking at the Atlanta Hawks at the New Orleans Pelicans. Pelicans, two-point favorites. 236.5 is the total. And tip-off is at 7.30 p.m. Eastern time. 
The Pelicans are back. I'm a New Orleans fan, so I'm excited here. Two games they've won in a row. I think that they're doing something. Zion's hurt with the hamstrings still, but they're finally getting the momentum going. Brandon Ingram seems to be hitting his stride again. And here's a guy that I've been liking a lot. Trey Murphy, a great young scorer and a common name in the trade discussion, but he just put 30 up 36 points against the Kings. Could we see New Orleans taking on a little bit of a stronger uh, streak, we'll say, against the Hawks? Rob Vino, what's your thoughts here? Thanks, Megan. I mean, oh, let's Rob. face it, New Orleans was in a – There we go. They were in a downslide for quite a while against the spread, and then the last two games picked it up really good. As you mentioned, the 30 by Trey Murphy helped out the other night. Brandon Ingram did sit out the other night. He'll come back here. Question for Atlanta is next to DeJounte Murray's name. Um, without him, I don't think I want Atlanta. I mean, if I just start matching up um, field goal percentage offense versus field goal percentage defense, New Orleans has been hot from the floor last three games, 50% or better from the field in three straight. Atlanta on this road trip hasn't been strong defensively in the over the course of their last six. If I push it back a little bit further, they've allowed 50% or better from the field four of six games for their last six games. So you got a defense that's not good to begin with. That's not playing well as usual in Atlanta. You're going to possibly lose DeJounte Murray here for this game, who's arguably your best perimeter deep defender. Some would say not even arguably. He just is. Um, it adds up to New Orleans scoring points here. I think there was a little bit of, I don't know if I want to call it rejuvenation the other night, Megan, but that huge stomping that New Orleans put on Sacramento and the way they did it and as shorthanded as they were may have triggered them again um, to play better ball here. It's interesting that these two teams come from the same division and have only played once all season long. It dates all the way back to November the 5th. Uh, where Atlanta wins a 124-121 decision. You probably expect a higher-scoring game. But I'm going to say it's the fifth game and final game of an Atlanta five-game road trip, which I don't necessarily like for the Hawks here. And I think New Orleans probably headed in an upward direction is where current form is concerned. So I'm going to try New Orleans minus the two. Um, again, as mentioned, with their lineup back intact and with – DeJounte Murray possibly out here. I don't know how you could play the Hawks. I would probably play New Orleans. Skeet, these are two teams that have been heavily rumored to be involved a lot with the trade deadline approaching on Thursday. How much do the trades that, you know, we talk about this week, how much does that impact the way that you handicap a game like this? Um, it definitely, not specifically this game. Um, I think it's another game on the slate today that it affects quite a bit, but um, I do pay attention to it every day. If I'm going to play this one, it, it's tough. I'll, I'll mention these props first just because I don't want to forget to mention them. I think Trey Young, um, especially if, if Murray's now downgraded to questionable, is that what I heard? Or he's out now? Mm -hmm. um, right now, yeah, questionable, I think, Ski. Okay. Um, well, earlier, even when I know he was going to be in, I was looking at Trey Young over his nine and a half assists. He's cleared that for his last five games, and he's going to have majority – or really all of the playmaking duties without Murray out there tonight. So I'll definitely look at that prop. Um, and if I'm going to play anybody from the other side, I would probably look at Valentunis over his nine and a half rebounds. The number is low, and I think it's low just because Atlanta's been a little bit better of a rebounding team since Capella's come back. Um, the numbers, 
know, just looking at the numbers and matching it up, it says that he's really good for his bottom 10 rebounding teams. But Atlanta, like I said, they've been climbing up the ranks. They're now top 10 the last five games. So lean those two props for this one. And if I have to play a side, I, I disagree, I think, with Rob Vino. Um, the Hawks have the rest advantage two days to one. And my numbers, as far as recent performance, tells me that they've been the better team. Um, top 10 offensive rated and rebounding team. And they've been a slight better defensive team. So I know I always talk about I don't like to take the Hawks on the road. They're catching points here versus the Pelicans team who, you know, they've won a couple games. But, I mean, they've won, what, two games the last two weeks? I think they got to show me a little bit more. So lean Hawks, lean Trae Young over nine and a half assists, and also that Valanciunas over his nine and a half rebounds. Tony, it seems that the Pelicans' new motto without Zion has been speed up the pace a bit. Right now they're 13th in pace, but yeah. faster, quicker games seem to be working for them. And to me, if they're going to win this game, they're going to have to compete against an Atlanta team that is top 10 in pace as it is right now. How are you approaching Hawks-Pelicans? Well, this is the last game of a road trip for Atlanta, which I think is a four-game road trip, taking long, obviously longer than one week. And... So when this happens, typically I'm looking at a fade of Atlanta, not only tonight, but on their first home game. Uh, anything longer than a week, four games plus on a road trip, I play the first home game back almost as a road game because it's almost a, an adju another adjustment period. While, while it's their familiar uh, surroundings where they sleep, et cetera, in their own bed, I still play it that way. In this case, the Hawks are about as healthy as they've been all year, save the question marks about the migraines that Murray's having right now. And that's really, he may still play. When it gets to the shoot around or warm ups, they'll, they'll do their assessment of him. And if he doesn't have, you know, an unbearable migraine, then I expect him to play, which makes them full strength. Um, those two together, Trey Young, they really have not gelled as well as many would have expected. In fact, you mentioned it. Murray is a, He's a good player. I mean, not a good player. He's a great player. He's a good – he understands basketball. He understands teammates. You know, he was he was scoring quite a bit when Trey Young was out. When Trey Young came back, he shares the ball. He understands also the pecking order in this league, and uh, he wants to win. Not just win, but he wants to win championships, and that's the way he wants to be known. He's been very verbal about this. Defensively, this team hasn't been very good. Even with Murray, the Hawks on, I think, a 120-and-a-half defensive rating over their last 11 games uh, and they enter this contest as I think 20th 19th or 20th in non-garbage time defensive efficiency according to cleaningglass.com right at 115 that for defensive play is not a good spot to be in but the Pelicans who um, as my esteemed colleagues have mentioned seem to be playing a little better basketball um, Ingram's back uh, V's back in the middle. Both of them are probable, expected to play tonight. Uh, the total is surprisingly uh, for a New Orleans team who hasn't been great at home. Listen, they're eight and 19 overs to unders at home. Overall this year, they're a top six, top seven team over the total. So the dichotomy there from being a visitor to home is, is drastic. And if that's true to look at, but 237 is a pretty darn big total. Uh, in this game. I didn't look at sides because I was interested in total. Atlanta's been so bad, so porous defensively. I wanted to go north. In fact, if I'm going to be in this room, Megan, I'm going to be over the total. I'm not yet, but who knows? Well, the Hawks defensive rating 19th right now in the NBA. Yeah.
Let's talk about a game that everyone seems to be wanting to watch. That is the Los Angeles Lakers going up against the Oklahoma City Thunder. It's time for overtime. And the reason this game is such a big deal is, of course, because of LeBron James. Is he going to set history tonight? I just hope he waits just another day. We've got an opening total at 237.5. It's currently at 239.5. To me, this is all about LeBron this game. Um, if he, he just needs 37 more points to have the most points scored in NBA history. Is there any part of you, Ski, that thinks maybe they just hold off a little bit on LeBron's usage? Like if he gets to 25, 28, they say, hey, we want to wait till he's playing on TNT against the Bucks when he breaks this amazing record. Yeah, you know, it's been a lot of talk in the NBA, or on Twitter and, and, you know, around everywhere about the script. That would make sense, right? Break the record where, you know, the guy played at. So I've seen a couple of times now, I think the recent one where he passed, I don't know if it was 36,000 points, whatever the last one that he was supposed to pass. Um, it was a number just like this, 36 or 35. And everybody was betting it up, 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 over. He scored like 28 points, I think, and then got it easily in the next game. I could, you know, I could see that happening here tonight. So under his, I think it was 33 and a half points. Um, is kind of appealing. So, yeah. It's kind of appealing to me tonight. As far as the overtime game, I, I just don't believe in Ben Thunder games under. That's just how I feel. Um, if you do, <laughs> it should be on the road, but they play so up tempo. They don't really play a whole lot of defense. So just with the pace of play and, and the easy baskets available, it's a lot of potential for points. I'm sure Rob is going to come with his metric. So only way for me to play the total is up and over. And uh, I would lean towards if I'm playing in under, it's going to be on the LeBron prop tonight. Absolutely. And I, we have to ask everyone about LeBron because as much as we want to look at the team total or the game total, we've got to look at LeBron James total, which is at 31 and a half. Tony, Finn, give me your thoughts on LeBron James here. And then are you riding with the over or under for the game? I looked at the props for LeBron tonight, hard and heavy. And uh, they're obviously, uh, which makes perfect sense, right? For us who have been in the business a long time, I think they're, they're shaded a little bit to the high side because of the 36 points he faces, the situation tonight against an OKC team that plays fast, that is coming off a total a uh, couple of games ago that was, what, 141, 260s. Uh, the number is high in this game. I would be leaning toward the over simply because of how poor the Lakers are against transition offense or teams that are play at pace and are good in transition offense, off maids and missed buckets, even on steals, et cetera, et cetera. Um, LeBron with a question mark, is he completely healthy? Would he get the 34, 35 minutes that I need him to uh, be committed to? Or at least I would understand that there's a good, a good probability he's going to play that much to be over the 41 and a half rebounds and points prop on him or the 30, I don't think it was 32 and a half on the points itself prop. He needs 36, so 32 and a half is pretty enticing, right? Everyone and their brother says, well, you know, he's going to get to 36 tonight. We don't know that. We don't know that for several reasons. Anthony Davis is healthy. Anthony can put up 50. So um, here's the deal. I like the total in this game over simply because of the matchups, how OKC plays, how LA, how LA has been very porous again, like I mentioned, in transition defense. Not on LeBron. I'm not certain about if he's going to play. Is he going to play the full? Is he going to wait? Is he gonna, what's the scenario? You guys mentioned it. I think it's perfect. Is there a better spot for him to get to 36 points and break that record? I like LA. OKC okay, over the total.
I like that, Rob. Uh, two very fast-paced teams, top five in the NBA. Defensively, both just average. From a team perspective, how are you eyeing this one? And then, of course, give us your thought on LeBron James in this matchup. Yeah, this one's difficult, Megan. I mean, again, these numbers, when they get up this high, they make you stop and think. I, You know, I get the fast pace of both teams. I get the scoring ability of both teams. I also get that Oklahoma City allowed 26 threes last night. <laughs> which is out of the question. Um, the Lakers, to make a bunch of threes, probably not. And I know that, you know, in doing the show so often with Ski, that he always says that when Anthony Davis is on the floor, that's when the Lakers are a better defensive team. So if I put some of that together, maybe Oklahoma City trying to play a little bit better defense here tonight, other than allowing 26 threes and the, the um, Lakers with the addition of Hachimura and, and Anthony Davis now on the floor uh, most every night. Maybe it's enough to just, by the skin of your teeth, get under the total here. Something interesting on the Lakers, and it's got nothing to do, you can't use this as a handicapping angle, it's sheer coincidence. Last 11 games that the Lakers have played, if I take the number 239, they have been an absolute seesaw, under, over, under, over, under, over. For 11 straight games with this particular number, 239, the last game they played hit 257, which if they stay on that seesaw means this one will be an under. Um, again, if it hits, it's sheer coincidence. It's not really a handicapping angle, just something interesting with the Lakers that they play a high-scoring game than a you know average to above-average scoring game. I think when all said and done, I would probably look under here, Megan. Again, if they do cut back on LeBron a little bit, conspiracy theory, so to speak, then maybe it does stay under. Um, I'm going to say where LeBron James is concerned that I would probably look to play his total under. I, you know, the NBA is all about shows and, and the drama and everything leading up to stuff, so to have him break this record against Oklahoma City just seems so, you know, anticlimactic. Um, so maybe they do hold off a little bit. We'll see how it goes. This is not a real strong lean, but I would think I would try under 239. The one thing, if it does get over, I'm going to say this. If it gets over, I think it'll be the Oklahoma City team total that gets this thing over. I think OKC probably attacks L.A. tonight. If it, if it happens to get over, I would, I would believe that they'd exceed their team total. Good perspective there, Rob. Uh, total for the game, 239. LeBron James, player points at 31 and a half, just 36 points away from being the points champion in the NBA. Let's talk some underdogs. It's time to see what dogs are barking tonight in the NBA. That's my dog. That's my dog. That's my dog. That's my dog. And anybody got to say anything, you let me know. That's my dog. <laughs> Here are the six dogs in Tuesday's NBA slate. Orlando, Atlanta, Brooklyn, Chicago, Minnesota, Oklahoma City. Rob Vino, I'm coming right back to you. What dog is barking at you tonight? Well, let's go right back to the game we talked about, Megan. I think Oklahoma City plus six and a half is probably the, uh, the dog I'd look at on this board. Um, certainly last night is a bit of an embarrassment. Certainly you'd like to regroup and perform better. There's no better um, situation than to get next night atonement for what happened the previous night. So I think Oklahoma City probably comes with a little bit better defensive force at the perimeter against L.A. 
Um, Lakers not exactly a strong favorite either. To trust them to win by more than six and a half is very questionable. And Oklahoma City's been a pretty good underdog um, this season. One thing we know, and it's repetitive, but one thing we know about Oklahoma City is you get 48 minutes worth of effort out of these guys, whether it goes good or bad, sometimes varies, but you do get the effort out of them. And if you're going to play a dog, you want them to play to the finish. Uh, they do have guys that can light it up. And I believe that Lou Dort is back tonight, which if Lou Dort is back, that just helps them defensively a little bit more. So I would try Oklahoma City plus six and a half in this situation. Uh, Rob, they do have a better offensive rating for that matter. 12th and 13th in the West. That is um, Oklahoma City and the Los Angeles Lakers. Ski Profit, any dogs barking at you for tonight's games? Yeah, well, really, it's just going to be a fade of Memphis. I mean, they've won, what, one of their last nine games, something like that. And now we want to expect them to come out here and win by double digits versus Chicago team who they've been playing really good basketball. They're top 10 offensive defensive rated team and rebounding team the last five games. Um, it's no way I'm laying points like this with the Grizzlies until they show me some kind of consistency and and also until that starting lineup gets settled. I really want Steven Adams back in there. I know Bain is, is healthier now, but I just don't trust the Grizzlies. So for a dog of the day for me, I go with the biggest one on the board with the Bulls plus nine and a half. Tony, we know you're rolling with the contrarian gods in Minnesota. Give me another dog that's barking at you tonight. Um, the Bulls. As Skew just mentioned, Memphis's struggles a little bit too. Memphis, this is a team that uh, that a month ago I would have said was a strong contender for the for the for the title in the West Conference. I really liked them the way they were playing. One and eight straight up, two and seven against the number in their last nine games. And some of these have been ugly losses where they had a big lead, 20 points, gave the lead, gave it up to Portland, I think it was, just the other night. Uh, it's, you know, they've been outscored by seven points per 100 possessions, and their offensive efficiency is down, and their defensive efficiency down. And I don't mean down in less points. I mean down, looking at regressing to the worst, to the bad side of what they need to be to be effective. The, the absence of Steve Adams, big, 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 big in the paint. He's, he's, he's a beast in there. He's, you know, as a Neanderthal, uh, one of the few Neanderthals left in the NBA. And Chicago plus the points tonight is my dog, especially. I can't get the information. Help me here. DeRozan, if he's in, I'm all over the Bulls. In fact, I'll make it an official play. But he's the question mark, really, on making this official or telling you how much I like them on the show. Real quick, going back to Oklahoma City, Dort officially ruled out with the hamstring against the Lakers tonight. Ski Profit, any dogs that are going to be barking at you this Wednesday or this Tuesday? I keep thinking it's Wednesday. This Tuesday on the NBA slate. Hey, it's okay, Megan. I'm, I'm hungry. I'm a little tired too. I gave my dog. My dog is <laughs> Chicago Bulls. Oh, see, that's, see, I'm carrying all over the place. I just want more dogs from you guys. You know what it is time for? It's there you the go. It's time of the NBA tip off show. <laughs> We're going into our best bet. Ski, let's go right back at you. What is your best bet of the day? You've got 60 seconds. Do what you want. Make sure you give us a best bet. Your time starts now. Yeah, I'm thinking about nothing but food, just like I just said. So let's hurry up and get it out the way. Two player props. One in the Laker game will go Anthony Davis over his 12 and a half rebounds um, versus bottom 10 rebounding teams. He's averaging a little bit above 13. 
Um, OKC is the worst rebounding team in the league so far this season, and they're bottom 10 the last five games. So I think Anthony Davis has a good game on the boards tonight. And for the other player prop, we're going to go Aiton. Um, DeAndre Aiton over his 10 and a half re rebounds. First bottom 10 rebounding teams, he's averaging 11 and a half. And Brooklyn is the worst rebounding team in the league the last five games. And they're also the eighth worst rebounding team on the season. So best best for today, we'll go two of them. Like I said, Anthony Davis over 12 and a half rebounds and DeAndre Ayton over 10 and a half rebounds. With seven seconds left, beautiful stuff, Ski. Tony Finn, 60 seconds, yes. do whatever you'd like. But make sure you give us a best bet in there. Your time starts now. <laughs> oh. Well, that sounds like Megan knows me pretty well there. I may talk about anything but the best bet. Best bet tonight, we're going to go to the props. Player props tonight in the a game we discussed here. That'd be the contrarian, Minnesota and Denver. And the best bet, at least my best bet, what I believe is almost the constant, uh, the way to go in this game is D'Angelo Russell points plus rebounds over 21 and a half. Uh, injury questions abound. Plentiful. Minnesota have question marks. Kyle Anderson, Rudy Gobert, Jordan McLaughlin, Carl, Carl, Carl Anthony Towns, Austin Rivers. Both of them are out. Uh, Nuggets have designations on, on Caldwell Pops, Gordon, Jokic, White, Murray, and more. Give me D'Angelo Russell against the defense that gives up the best shooting percentage to opponents inside the three-point arc. Over 21.5 D'Angelo Russell, Minnesota Timberwolves. Look at that. All of you getting in and out. Rob Vino, you're, you're going to be held up to a high standard because both Ski and Tony got out with seven or eight seconds left. So you've got 60 seconds. you got to give us the best bet. And your time starts now. Well, if I could use the Houston Rockets, I would get three minutes and I could talk forever, <laughs> but they're not on the board. Uh, so I'll go to Phoenix and Brooklyn, guys. And, I'll, you know, I used this earlier today on Wager Talk today where the price was five and a half full game. I'll shorten it up to first quarter here. Phoenix minus two and a half. It, nothing to do with Devin Booker coming back. That could go one way or the other. Not really sure. But Phoenix is on a real good roll right now. This road trip could end up in a four and oh for them. They're two and oh right now. Could make it to three and oh here with a very winnable game. They sit only one game behind the number four spot in the West, which, of course, gives you a coveted home floor advantage. So Phoenix looks like they're pushing now eight and two straight up, eight and two against the spread last 10. Um, on top of that, guys, Cam Thomas, by success, has put a bullseye on his chest. By scoring 44 and 47, he probably draws Mikel Bridges' first quarter here. Chance to shut him down. The Nets are going to add Ben Simmons, a non-offensive threat, into the offense tonight to start. I'm going to take Phoenix minus two and a half first quarter over Brooklyn. Rob Vino breaking the rules. Three seconds over. Unacceptable. Thankfully, Steve and Tony gave you some extra time there. No judgment. Uh, great show, Thank you, uh, by the way, from our panel. You can take a look at today's picks recaps. Take a screenshot if you'd like. Get our panel's best bets and dogs right now. Lots going on in the NBA. Also, Super Bowl All Access up at wagertalk.com. We appreciate you guys being with us here. Go cash Lock in tonight. all sports, all plays, all 5% best bets from now until Super Bowl 58 on February 11, 2024. Dream your favorite wager talk or sports memo handicapper for only $11.99 versus the regular price of $19.99 for a total savings of $800. This limited time super discount basically is 52 weeks at $23 per week, less than the price of one 4% play coming out to only $3.29 per day. 
With the cost of a 30-day all-access priced at $299, it is almost like getting eight 30-day all-access passes at no additional cost. As an added bonus, your all-access starts immediately, so the sooner you buy before Super Bowl, the more additional days you get for free.